This program is brought to you by The Living Church Boise. This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. What's the burning passion in your life that you cannot ignore? And are you acting out in that passion? Are you working towards that passion? If God's calling to be a preacher, are you writing sermons? If God's calling to be a worship leader, are you worshiping at home? Like I told you earlier, if you don't do it in private, God will never give you the opportunity to do it in public. God doesn't want hypocrites. You with me this morning? All right, all right. If you have no influence, it's quite possible you'd not know your mission and you're partnering with the wrong people and are wondering why there's no unity. I'm telling you, man, unity is a game changer. There's power in unity. You see, the disciples, you guys are wondering why this was here, right? The disciples, they were, they were all together and uh, they hung over with Jesus and you know, they loved it. They loved it. They were like, this is great. But, but even, even among them, there was selfish ambition. You remember that? Hey, uh, in fact, they didn't have the guts to go to Jesus, so they brought their mom, right? Like, mom, can you go, mom? Come on. And like, hey, Jesus, um, in your kingdom, I want my sons, one on your left, one on your right. So it doesn't matter which one's where, but I want one selfish ambition, vain glory, empty praise, Judas, empty praise. And, 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 and that's, how, that's how they were. But they were all together, but that, 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 that's where they were. And it says in the book of Acts that um, Jesus, after he rose again from the dead, he was with them for 40 days. There were eyewitnesses to this. And he was hanging out with them. And then he ascended into heaven. And 10 days later, it was Pentecost. And they were all together in one room. But you see, what Jesus had to do was he had to show them that if we are together with our own selfish ambition, with our own pride, you ready for this? This is what will happen to us as a church. Because one day, the building is going to go. One day, the leadership is going to go. And one day, your selfish ambition is going to go. And then, just like the disciples... And this is what you're left with. This is what you're left with. Empty religion. Selfish ambition. Selfishness. Conceit. Pride. This is what you're left with. And it's funny because Jesus says, it's good for you that I go away. Because this is, this is how you are, disciples. You're all together because of this kingdom, this power that you're seeing. And you're like, oh, miracles and food. And, and Jesus, when are you going to build your kingdom? When are you going to come together? This is all they wanted. They just wanted, let us just all be together. Oh, don't tell me you're leaving. In fact, it was so bad that, that Peter had to pull Jesus. He's like, hey, this message of you dying is not going to work, man. Come on. And Jesus had to tell him what? Get behind me, Satan. Because this is what you want, Peter. This is not the kind of unity I'm looking for. This is useless. This is stupid. This is what the world wants. And Jesus had to rip it open and say no. And he did it by his death. And he says, no, this is not the kind of unity I want. Instead, in the book of Acts, when the day of Pentecost arrived, oh, listen to this. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. Some of your versions would say they were in one accord. They were united together. It took them 10 days after Jesus left. They saw the death, the resurrection. It took them 10 days to be together with one heart, with one soul, with one mind, with one love. They were men. They were women. They were all age groups. And they were all sitting there together. You're with me. They were two. They were together. They were united. And what happens? No? You forgot? Okay, let me read it. Let me read it. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. 
and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and, and rested on each and every one of them. Isn't that beautiful? On every one of them. They were all together and it fell on every one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I'm telling you, there's power in unity. When we come together, there's power in unity. When we come together with one accord, with one heart, Lord, we're eager for what you promised to be fulfilled in our life. You see, this is how that is. It's a bunch of paper clips. But you see, when we're united with the Holy Spirit, it's a magnet. Man, there's no one left behind. And it's beautiful because the church, the church can be taken away. The building can be gone. The rules and laws can be changed. But we as believers will stay stuck and glued together, not because of a leadership, not because of a preacher, not because of our ministries, not because of our life groups, not because of our apps and our sermons, but because of Jesus and his Holy Spirit in us. And nothing can separate us from his love. And if that is true, then our unity has got to show because we are all united, stuck, to him following his holy spirit following his conviction following what he wants not our agenda you see this is very important because in our church in churches in christianity oftentimes we revolve around the program we revolve around the building we revolve around the leadership and you know the, the is this guy you know a good communicator is a good orator what plans does he have but but god wants to ask you what's the mission for your life and how can you unite with his plan for your life and i'm telling you that automatically will bring us all together. And nothing can shake us. Nothing can shake us. If you are seriously seeking, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do in me and through me? I'm telling you, man, nothing will be able to shake us. It's funny, Levi and I were talking this week and he says, man, you know, you hang out with people who, you know, are, are younger than you. And he's like, do you even have friends who are, you know, older than you? I was like, I have George. And he's like, well, he's like your adopted dad. <laughs> and I said, that's true. But, but I went home and I started thinking about it. It's beautiful when brothers are able to dwell together in harmony. It sucks when this happens to the church. When walls spread and fallen apart, running after own selfish ambitions, it sucks. It's terrible. But if we can be glued to the Holy Spirit, if we can trust Him and say, believe His promise, where Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, man. And my sheep, they hear my voice and nothing can snatch them out of my hand. A quick side note. Please listen to me and we'll close very soon. There are some people in the church that will not seek for unity, but they will seek their own agenda under the guise of unity. This is going to be hard for us to navigate. And sometimes these individuals, they will be hurt, they will be offended, and they will leave your side. And it's okay. But for those that are seeking unity out of conviction that is not self-absorbed or conceited, the game changer is this. There's power in unity. And as I've been praying this morning, my wife and I were talking as we're driving over here. God started to create a great sense of expectancy in my spirit a huge sense of expect the Holy Spirit to move and, and this visual to speak to us in the very core of our being because some of us you've been a part of a church split you've been a part of the mass exodus of the church and you've been wondering if the method is right or wrong but God wants to confront you and say it's not the method it's the attitude what's your attitude? because we can't just be few oh boy but if we are glued to the Holy Spirit, empowered by Him, it was just 12 disciples that turned the world upside down for the sake of Jesus. 
I wonder what God can do with so many people over here and with so many people watching at home. And lastly, it says in the book of Hebrews, do not forsake coming together. As some have, do not forsake. If you're watching at home and if there was every reason for you to be able to be here, I don't know why you're not here. And if it's laziness, let God confront it. Because we need to keep coming together. We have to come together to worship. We have to come together for our gifts to be used to stir one another up for good works. There's power in unity. Would you please stand? We'll pray and we'll close. If you slip and fall on the marbles, consider that a warning from God. If you say you stand, take heed how you stand, lest you fall. <laughs> Jesus in Matthew chapter 18, he's talking about church discipline, which is one of the hardest things that you could do as a pastor, is confront a person on unrepentant sin and then tell them, hey, you need to leave. But it's interesting that in the area, in the passage, in the context of church discipline, he says, listen, if some guy is an unrepentant sin, go talk to him. If he doesn't listen, you take another person with you. Still doesn't listen, take him to the elders of the church. Still doesn't listen, he says, take him to the church and then let him, to, let him be to you as an unbeliever, as a tax collector. That guy has not responded to the gospel. He's not walking in the encouragement, the love, the comfort, and the mercy that he's received from Jesus. He's not showing it. He's not responding to conviction. Let him be as an unbeliever to you. But it's interesting what Jesus says right after that. In that context of doing something extremely difficult in a church, he says, again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it'll be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. How powerful is that? There's power in unity when we come together. As touching and agreeing on one thing, there's power when we come together. Even in the most difficult task on earth, when we come together and agree in unity, without any selfish ambition, without any conceit, but in humility coming together, knowing that we will have people that will disagree with us, but our desire is to unify and to be united in the body of Christ. God says that he will answer our prayers and he himself will be there. David writes, how pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. It's like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robes. It's a sign of blessing, of abundance being poured on you. Here's a habit that I've been trying to incorporate in, in my marriage, in my family, to pray out loud in agreement. To pray out loud in agreement. My wife and I pray out loud in agreement. Pray out loud in agreement with our children, with what we hear from God's word, the promises. We pray out loud in agreement. There's power when you come together and unite. I know this is COVID season, in, but if you're standing beside someone that you don't mind holding their hand, would you please hold their hand? Hold the hand. We have, we have um, hand sanitizer on the back over there. See, we're going to stand in agreement on the promises of God. We're going to stand in agreement. We're going to stand in agreement, agreeing that He is our healer, agreeing that He is our savior, agreeing that He is your protector, agreeing that He is your provider, agreeing that without Him we have no life, agreeing that with Him we have all things. We're going to agree that God wants to use you 
We're going to agree that God wants to infill you. We want to agree that God has a calling and a purpose in your life. We want to agree that your best days are ahead of you because he's still given you life and he's given you his son, Jesus Christ, who cleanses you from all unrighteousness. We're going to agree that his blood is sufficient. We're going to agree that he is more than enough. We're going to agree that even as you leave these doors this morning, that he will supernaturally move in you and through you. We're going to agree that he will give you all the gifts that is for you that's in heaven. We're going to agree, like we saw last week in Isaiah 61, that he will turn your shame into joy. We're going to agree that instead of sorrow, he will give you a double portion of his blessing. We're going to agree that he will give you all the gifts of the Spirit that's yours in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we come in agreement, Lord. We come in agreement, Lord. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We agree with heaven and we say yes and amen. God, even as we hold our hands together now, let it be a sign of our agreement and unity. Father, thank you, Lord, that the enemy, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But you, my king, you came to give life and life in abundance. And we agree that you are able and more than able to send the enemy running and to give us life. God, we agree that out of us will flow rivers of living water into a dying and thirsty world. God, we agree that we are your hands. We are your feet as we go out into this world. We agree that you want to use us. We agree that we still put a smile on your face. We agree that we're forgiven. We agree that we have your life. We agree that we're saved because of your son, Jesus Christ. We come in unity now, O Lord. And let the same thing that happened on that beautiful day of Pentecost once again happen in our lives. Let your beautiful Holy Spirit come in a way like it never has before. Empower us now, O King. And Father, oh my God, give us a strength. Give us a strength to tear open the bags that have been holding us together and let your supernatural power of the Holy Spirit now hold us in your hands. Hold us together with bonds that cannot be broken. And I pray for those of us that will have disagreements this week in our family, with leadership, with siblings, with children. God, let this disagreement come from a place with a desire to unite with a strong conviction that we stand on that elevates the gospel that brings glory to you and while we do that give us courage O oh Lord give us courage please Lord we need your courage we need courage to stand firm on the truth that you've revealed to us let's not be put away by the blind guides who scream so loud but let's herald the good news that we've heard you speak in our spirits God I pray for those that do not know you that haven't had this nearness of encouragement from you. Let it be theirs this morning as they surrender their life to you, Jesus. And if that's you over here, man, give your heart to Jesus this morning and watch him, watch him, just watch him turn your life around. You're a good God. You're a good God. And now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the beautiful love of the Father, an empowering, sweet, amazing, awesome Holy Spirit, rest in you, abide in you, work in you, transform you, flow through you, now and always, in Jesus' name. And the church shouted a loud amen. 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 God bless you guys. God bless you. Join us this Sunday at the Living Church Boise. Service and address can be found on our website, www.thelivingchurchboise.com. Visit our website for service time and address.